Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Evan Ponsfingle, the author of King's Island, A Ride Through Time. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Aiden from Coaster Viking 05, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I'm May Story, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge. Here are your hosts, David Cantu and Jenna Gazelle. Hey, how's it going, Jenna? Great. How's it going, Dave? Going good. Going good. Great to be back right here in the studio with all you guys today. Right? I'm so glad we got through our break. There's been one well-deserved needed break for all of us. I have to say this fall has been a very extremely busy fall season. A lot better than last year, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. By far. So how did you enjoy your Thanksgiving? Busy. (laughs) Cooking turkeys and hams and everything. Yeah, busy. How about you? Well, same here, man. It's like our family does our usual tradition. Fortunately, my, my mom broke her fingers before Thanksgiving. And so my sister and I had to literally cook our Thanksgiving dinner for the family for the first time this year. So my mom got to play supervisor this Thanksgiving. Yeah, at least she was around so you guys can ask questions even. Well, it's kind of a good thing. We both want to make sure we know how to cook our mom's Thanksgiving dinner because you know down the road she will, won't be with us forever. It's always good to keep those family traditions going, especially around the holidays when you have special meals and special dishes that you want to present to the, for your family. Most definitely. Like it has been quite a break from November. October, very very busy time. Boy, we had a really incredible October. I'm the whole exception of you, Jenna. I would say, I would say, but Andrew, Iva, and I got to spend some time together down in Florida during the uh, week of uh, the week leading up to Halloween. Right. No, I was here watching your decorations and getting the awesome news that you had won first place for the commercial side of the decorating contest. I was really blown away when you called me while I was at Disney World that night. I will tell you guys, I. I am not good at winning at anything. Really, like, I was just out there doing it for the community. I love putting smiles on kids' faces. And the fact that we won the uh, commercial contest side of the Halloween decorating, that was a real honor. And you know what? And all the hard work that I know you have helped me, JD has helped me, a lot of people helped me on that process. And it was just really amazing. I just want to take the opportunity to thank everybody who helped me on that Halloween decorating. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Appreciate your love and support. Now we're getting ready to do Christmas. Oh, man. When do the holidays end? Yeah. (laughs) But I will tell you guys, we had a really awesome time in Florida back in October. Iva and I finally got to go to Universal Islands of Adventure, and we finally got on Velocicoaster. Iva and I now know why this whole first season, folks, and a lot of you have seen it, especially of our regular listeners, how Andrew would always, always, always talk about Velocicoaster. It's always about Velocicoaster. Well, I will tell you guys, Velocicoaster became me and Iva's new number one coaster in in all the coasters we have written. So I will say a little special shout out to Andrew that we actually have a very special group of people in the studio right now to sing to you a very special apology. We are sorry. Oh, so sorry. 
it again. There, you're happy, Andrew. We are truly sorry that we annoyed you about Velocicoaster. Now we fully understand why you have not stopped talking about it. Because I will tell you, folks, if you haven't written Velocicoaster yet, yes, that coaster is completely insane, Jenna. It is like the Goldilocks coaster. This coaster was just perfect. It was smooth, comfortable. You could be stapled on this thing and still be comfortable. Intense, the speed, the launches, the, the top hat. The, the heartline roll, the Morsosaurus roll, they call it. it, and the theming, it was just an all-round perfect coaster. I was just blown away. I would say on my first time riding it, I was in the front row. In fact, the Velocicoaster takeover event that we had on my first time riding it, we filled an entire train. All of us wearing the same shirts. It was really amazing, Jenna. I was sitting in the front row, and for the very first time when I rode it, I was laughing so hard that I was literally in tears from it because it was just so damn good. You know what? This coming from the person that I've known since junior high saying that he loves this coaster speaks a lot. And I'm somebody who used to totally be afraid of riding coasters. This coaster, if I was like how I was back in junior high, this coaster probably would make me cry in fear. <laughs> you wouldn't have even gone on it. Uh, yeah, chances are I probably would have never gone on it. But you know what? I'm so glad I did. This was definitely my new number one, guys. So, yes, well, well, anyway, guys, we are back here in the studio getting ready to kick off our final weeks of 2021. We're going to be doing a lot of special things this holiday season. Right now, we're going to kick off our, our last four weeks or five weeks, I will say, here in December. We've got special guests lined up for you guys. We've got a very special guest uh, in the house tonight. We've got Brendan and his mom, Julie, on the show today with Andrew. Brendan, I got the honor of knowing him for many years, Jenna. He's a young coaster enthusiast in high school he has just got such passion for the engineering side of coasters his biggest dream is he wants to be an engineer and he wants to be able to design his own roller coaster so a future up-and-coming coaster builder maybe he'll make one that will like top what you guys went on for uh, Velocicoaster. <laughs> Maybe. I honestly believe that Brandon could top Velocicoaster. I know he's a big RMC guy, so I could see him designing something more crazier than Steel Vengeance and probably more crazier than X2 over at Magic Mountain. So. Oh no, not X2. <laughs> we don't talk about well, X2. Well, he's got a very incredible story about X2, and you, I'm not going to spoil anything right now, folks. You're going to have to listen to that uh, a little later. But first, now, normally in the season, and we've been doing a lot of different segments so we're trying we're going to try and have a little fun here so we're not going to do our usual youtube highlight clip of the week this week actually we're going to do a really fun segment uh you know jenna you know about you remember david letterman right yeah all right so the one thing i loved about david letterman in the late show was david letterman had the famous top 10 list and he would always have a question subject a subject on each top 10 list of his shows and then he would just narrow the top 10 most crazy craziest things about that question. So the biggest thing in the coaster community is that a lot of coaster enthusiasts just love being around what they like to call the GP. Now the GP, for those that don't know what GP stands for, that is the known as the general public. People that go to theme parks and amusement parks, but they're not necessarily coaster enthusiasts like myself. Like Jenna is not really a coaster enthusiast, but she's more of a theme park enthusiast. She loves, you know, Disney. She loves Universal and all those stuff. You know, when you go to theme parks like like Magic Horse 
amusement parks like Magic Mountain or Knott's Berry Farm, you would be amazed some of the craziest things you would hear regular GP people ask about certain roller coasters. So we are going to do the top 20 of the craziest questions ever asked by a GP. It's time for the Coaster Challenge Podcast Top 20. All right, Jan, you ready to hear off the top 10, 20 of the... of the most craziest questions ever heard from a GP? Sure. All let's right. hear them. All right. Well, let's kick it off with number 20. Wow, honey. It's question number 20. All right. The question at number 20 is, I want to go on something more exciting than X. <laughs> oh, no, no. No. Oh, that's a good oh. one. All right. Okay. All right, let's head off to the next one. He's me. Oh. He's me. That's the 19. For question number 19, the ne- question is, Goliath Jr. looks so intense for me. <laughs> okay, like, I, I, don't even, I don't even have words for that one. I'm sorry. I really don't. <laughs> Goliath Jr. I yeah. didn't know there was a Goliath Jr. That's a pretty good one. All right, to the next question. Song to the question for number 18 is, why can't I sit down on Riddler's Revenge? <laughs> oh, I, I, where, where are we finding these people? Please tell me, where are we finding these people? I didn't know you could sit, I didn't know you could sit down on Riddler's Revenge. Last time I checked, well, I mean, I'm short enough I can, but the Last time I checked, I think it's more like a bicycle. Uh, you stand up on that coaster. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right, let's off to the next question. Jackie is gone, let me hear you scream. It's question 17. The question on number 17 is, did you know they are going to put a loop on Superman at Magic Mountain? Now really? that, that would really? be an interesting one. I, I'm trying to picture this loop on Superman. So I'm assuming they're going to extend Superman. Like when it gets to the top, it's going to curve to make it loop around. And, and then go where? Like, okay, yeah, you got the gonna, loop in there, then go where? Was well, it going to land in Gotham City? That's, that's going to be interesting. Right. Uh, that, that's that's definitely interesting. Uh, okay. So let's off to the next question. Flush your head down the latrine. Ease your way with sour cream. 16. The question for number 16 is, or I was to say it's not much of a question, but basically a rumor or something like, they're tearing down Cyclone. It's been here at the park forever. Now, I'm assuming Cyclone, they must mean Apocalypse over at Magic Mountain. Which they... It, just, used, to be a, it used to be called Cyclone back in its yeah, early they just, days. Yeah, they just remodeled it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to be tearing down Apocalypse, a.k.a. Cyclone, anytime soon in the future. They just retract the damn coaster. <laughs> okay. Right. So, all right, let's head off to the next question. It's question 15. The question that for number 15 is... Did you know Viper is the tallest roller coaster in the world at Magic Mountain? Oh my god! <laughs> right. Seriously, where really? are we finding these people? Uh, tallest coaster? I think they have a taller coaster at Magic Mountain. I think it's called Goliath. I think Goliath is about 255 feet tall. I think Viper's what, 130? 
I don't I don't know, but I know Goliath. Maybe, maybe kind because of Viper sits on that? maybe because Viper sits on a mountain that it makes it feel taller. I'm just I no. don't know. I I don't know. That's no. just a, I really I wonder no. I wonder who would ask that question. That's a good. All right, to the next question. It's question fourteen. All right, the question on fourteen is: What is that five hundred foot blue one in Ohio? Okay, well, okay. Be, blue one. Being, uh, being the one that, that that's not the coaster enthusiast, I kind of feel for that person because I'd probably be saying the same thing of which okay, coaster so is that? First of all, he's pro- he or she are probably mentioning Millennium Force over at Cedar Point, which is a giga coaster, so over 300 feet tall. It ain't no 500. That would be taller than Top Thrill Dragster, I think, <laughs> over at Cedar Point. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. All right, so let's head off to the next question. The question for number 13 is Supreme Scream used to be 200 feet. They extended it last year. Okay. Um, Supreme Scream is the drop tower over at Knott's Berry Farm. Um, used to be 200 feet? How, how? They extended it? I don't remember them extending supreme scream i don't think you could ever do that on a drop tower what are they gonna do like use it as a rector set oh let's just disconnect these three parts here let's raise it up let's just add another piece here Mm, i don't see that happening i i i'm i'm at a loss on that one i i don't know (laughs) okay so let's head off to the next question the question for number 12 is is kingdom of the dinosaurs a roller coaster okay okay um, Kingdom of the Dinosaurs, isn't that a, isn't that a like a, one of those, like, was something you would see at Disney walking through? Uh, that, that, that. Yeah, I was thinking Kingdom of the Dinosaurs was the animatronic thing that they had walking around. Walking around, you walk through, yeah. like, the park setting and something like Because I've never seen something like that at Cedar Fair. They had a whole thing about the dinosaurs where you can just walk and see them all through, just all through walking trails, pretty much. All right, so the next question. The question for number 11 we have from the GP is, it's not still owned by Six Flags. Uh, have, you, have you been living under a rock? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, not owned by Six Flags. There's a big difference between Six Flags and Knott's. You can tell the difference between a Cedar Fair Park and a Six Flags Park. I would say the Cedar Fair Parks are a lot more cleaner, more theme better. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go with this person must have been living under a rock. Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> a very long time. Very long time. All right, to the next question. The question for number 10 is, is Bush Gardens in West Virginia? <laughs> okay, uh, you can tell that's a real GP question. Uh, if you don't know where Bush Gardens is, uh, Bush Gardens is actually in two places. It's actually in Williamsburg, Virginia, and it's also in Tampa, Florida. But I'd be if like, you... weren't you just at one of them this Yeah, I was recently at Bush Gardens, Tampa in Florida. It was a great park, very good safari theme. But I'm pretty sure this GP was uh, wondering if it was, believe it or not, it's not West Virginia, it's in Virginia. All right, to the next question. The question for number nine that we hear from the GP is, they are building a new roller coaster called Hercules with three loops and seven corkscrews. (laughs) 
Okay, so um, I'm assuming this is a question that had something to do with the mystery of Magic Mountain's new coaster. Well, first of all, Hercules is not a DC Comics character. Not at all. And I don't know if anybody could survive a roller coaster with seven corkscrews. Okay, so unless they're playing like Roller Coaster Tycoon or Roller Coaster Planet and they're building their own in their own little world, by all means, have fun. But I just don't see that being plausible in the real world. That one would make you barf. Seven corkscrews? Yeah, I don't think I could survive that one. Three loops and seven corkscrews? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, no. Uh, reality check. There would never be a coaster with seven corkscrews. Let's just, so we all us coaster enthusiasts, do I get an amen? Amen! All right. All right, to the next question. Wait, wait, elevate, hibernate, vegetate. The question for number eight is, I heard an amazing number of people claim Batman has ten loops. Really? Wow. Wow, really? Ten loops. I think uh, ten loops. Um, I, I, Magic, Batman at Magic Mountain only has two. I'm trying, I'm trying to picture this in my head of like ten loops. I don't even think it would make it past like loop number three. Unless it's a... <laughs> unless he's talking about a Larson loop. <laughs> like one of those loopers, like the big circle where the train keeps going around and around and around. And maybe, I, I don't think Six Flags doesn't have, uh, they have them, but they don't call them uh, Batman. They call them like uh, Daredevil or stuff like that. Uh, okay. That's I'm just an... trying to wrap my head around that one. Yeah. Okay, moving very, on. Moving on. Let's hop to the next question. question the question in number seven is, is this coaster wireless? Uh, huh? Huh? Okay. That's a that's a first. I've never heard um, that before. Um, what do they mean by wireless? <laughs> are they are they are they talking like it's like Wi-Fi connected to be You mean controlled? like someone can control the coaster with their with their phone? That's <laughs> oh, that's That'd interesting. interesting. That's, yeah. That is quite interesting. That's an in can't believe somebody would actually ask that question. Okay, well, let's head off to the next question. Ba -ba -ba -bum. Number six, it's number six, it's. The question in number six is Accelerator was fun, especially the part where you go upside down. <laughs> okay. Are you. Uh... Alrighty. So, Accelerator at Knott's Berry Farm. I don't recall it going upside down. Unless they're talking about when you go up and over. Maybe. That, the top hat. That, that, that half. The top hat. Yeah. Or that, you do the figure eight where you go curving around. But, uh, okay, so upside down. Yes, you go up and then you go down. down but I don't think you flip upside down that's uh that's a that's a typical that's it actually that's a very rare gp question right there i will tell you that so off to the next question question five the question for number five is will this ride make you throw up okay. i can see that with a general gp person somebody be asking <laughs> will this ride make oh, me man. throw up oh oh well let's my, see my head hurts just just like thinking about these these poor people if you have not been to a park to a, a theme park that has thrill rides yes 
There is a chance that these coasters will make you throw up. Hello. Especially if you eat something before you, right after you go. Ooh, <laughs> you go ooh no, oh. don't make that mistake. Yes, uh, to the GP that are listening, if you literally want to throw up on a coaster, I suggest you eat a big meal and then you go on Tatsu over at Magic Mountain and then watch and everyone. I think everyone has had a chance of throwing up at the end of that. Ride. Oh, God, no. <laughs> 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 Oh uh, no! No! Oh no! All right, no. let's head off to the, the top. The fight. The top four of these of these top twenty. The question for number four is: How do I stop it if I don't like it? Okay, so that's a good one. So I can see some smart aleck kid sitting there saying, "Well, if I don't like this roller coaster, can I just stop and get off?" I think once you get up the top of the lift hill, it's all free. <laughs> the free ride there, it's that, it's not going to yeah. stop. No, that'd be like telling them that there was a, an emergency pull cord that they could pull on to make the ride stop in mid-loop. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. Once that coaster gets in motion, you cannot stop it unless it gets stuck. All right, to the number three. The question for number three is, how often do you have to paint the whales to keep them looking like that at SeaWorld? Um. Wow. Um. <laughs> um. Yes, I know the whales at SeaWorld are very shiny, but they don't paint whales. No, and I, I think PETA would, uh, would, would have a field day with that one right there. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but yeah, no, no. I don't even think they polish the whales. I they they don't need polishing. Those their, their, their skin is so nice and slick that it stays shiny like that. It they feel like rubber. If yeah. you ever touch like a whale, a dolphin or a whale, they feel like rubber. That is the most interesting question I've ever seen ever. All right, to the number two. What do you do? It's question number two. The question, our number two, is Does this coaster go upside down? Uh, which coaster are they talking yeah, about? Good question. Like, th- there's a number of them that go upside down. Even uh, Twisted Colossus. Twisted Colossus, Viper, X2, Tatsu, Revolution, Batman, Riddlers. Gosh, just about all of them. I think the only one that doesn't go upside down is uh, uh, Superman. Ninja, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Accelerator. Back to our previous one. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, there's, well, there's quite a few, but I, I, I can see somebody low IQ in this queue line saying, does this coaster go upside down? That would, yeah, I have a funny feeling that if, would be a common one. If you one. don't want a coaster to go upside down, go on the kitty coasters. Then you're yeah. safe. And now we get to the final number one. Ready for some fun? It's question number one. Then the question is, what is Cedar Point? Coaster Challenge Podcast Top 20. All right, so Andrew is standing by with our special guests today. We've got Aunt, we've got Brendan and Julie on today. Uh, got an incredible story there, Jenna. So take it away, Andrew. Thank you, David and Jenna. This is Andrew, one of the producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast. I'm once again here with you talking to coaster enthusiasts and actually a couple of people today. Uh, today I have with me Julie and Brennan. Welcome to the podcast, Julie and Brennan. Thank you. My name is Brendan. I am Julie's son and I'm her little coaster maniac. <laughs> 
Nice, nice. And ha- how old are you, Brendan? 16. 16. Okay. All right. So you're still a fairly young coaster enthusiast. Okay, great. And we're, we'll talk a little bit about kind of your first coaster experience and so forth. And actually, yeah, we can kick off with that. Let's talk about your very first coaster experience. Uh, and, and again, if you're pretty young, maybe Julie can kind of help shed some light. What was your first coaster you ever rode? If I had to think as far back as I can possibly remember, I would say Magic Flyer at Six Flags Magic Mountain. And that was back when even Superman was still facing forward and painted all white. Deja Vu was still there. That is correct. And he wrote it so many times from the very first time he wrote it. He loop, he marathoned it so many times. <laughs> nosebleed. Wow. His first experience was a nosebleed. <laughs> wow. And h- how old were you when you wrote that? Three. Three. Okay. So about 13 years ago. Magic Flyer, because uh, embarrassed to say, Ma- Magic Mountain was my home park for years. A couple of times. I lived in San Diego, two different periods in my life. And I've been there many times. I, I have been on, I think, at least one of the junior coasters there. Where, where is, Ma- is Magic Flyer still there? Yes, it's in, it's in, Whistle Stop Park right next to Looney Tunes World. Okay, because I've been on Roadrunner Express. I think that's the one junior coaster I've been on there. But I, yeah, I just don't remember that one. But I, I don't, I'm not one of those enthusiasts that always rides the, all the kiddie coasters to get extra credits. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't go too crazy with that. But okay, so your, fir- your first coaster when you were just three years old was a, was a junior coaster. Okay, I got it. And, and you were obsessed with that one, it sounds like, from what your mom was saying. Yep. <laughs> Nice, nice. How soon after that did you go on to your next coaster? What was that? I'm not quite sure. I definitely do remember one of the earlier coasters was Dino Coaster at Legoland San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. All right. Well, let's, you know, obviously it's been what, 13 years since your first coaster. Obviously, I know you're a big time coaster enthusiast and a fan of our channel, which I very much appreciate. So let's kind of jump ahead of that first coaster. And why don't you tell me about whenever it's been, it could have been right after that. It could have been a year ago, a month ago. What coaster has scared you the most before you got on it? Easily, like by far X2. I know that's a popular <laughs> answer on here and for good reason. I knew you were going to say that i just because magic mountain and david i was making a look i saw david there who's of course always always producing these shows here with us <laughs> i don't know how much of our back catalog of episodes you guys have had a chance to listen to x2 has been a very popular topic on this show in terms of i brought it up in our one of our very first i think actually was our very first episode and then numerous guests have brought it up as as either a favorite coaster or a coaster that scared them a lot you know it's definitely very very up there so let's let's talk about x2 tell me what was going through your head what you were feeling that first time you wrote it as you were going you know approaching the station you know maybe even just getting to the park because x2 is is still magic mountains flagship coaster it's right there up front as you're driving in and then you're in the park and you're walking over towards it it's a you know it's a very tall coaster it's very right there in front and center uh what almost 200, 200 feet tall and then of course you're online for it you can see it you can hear it so you have a lot of time to anticipate and well be nervous about it so talk to me what was going through your head through all of this in the few years before i wrote x2 and was a somewhat frequent magic mountain visitor i wouldn't really think much about the ride because in all honesty when i saw it in person driving up to it it didn't look like it was 200 feet tall and it didn't even look like it was moving very fast that's kind of i feel a very important part of the ride it's supposed to be very deceiving right 
Good point. So the, in those aspects, at least were intimidating, but you said it was the one you were afraid of the most. So what aspects of it were, were scaring you? Again, with the deceptive stuff, like when you're seeing it at first, you don't think much of it, or at least I didn't. But when you're in the queue and you finally get to see just how far that lift hill goes, you start to <laughs> question things. And then you hear, right. oh, the ride has audio on the trains and the seats rotate. Brennan was right. obsessed with X2 for a long time before he wrote it. I'm probably guilty of kind of encouraging him to write it that first time. I had been on it before. I got him to come on with me. I felt it was a mistake. The second we were sitting in the seats, he was very angry <laughs> Said and wanted oh, to get no. and they had already <laughs> strapped him in and it was all ready to go and it was it was rough it was really rough he loves oh, the right no. now but but it was a not a great experience that first time oh boy okay we'll talk more about that but uh but Julie, you mentioned that he was obsessed with it he was he was okay. obsessed with it from an architectural standpoint and an engineering standpoint sure uh, he loved everything about the ride but i thought well you should really go on it and we had been encouraging him to go on it for a while because he was just so obsessed with what a what he felt was you know an architectural marvel right. we wanted him to experience it and i think it was just a little too soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that there that that coaster x and x2 have been featured in a documentary because they they are well it is an arrow coaster an arrow 40 coaster fourth dimension it was featured in aces arrow legacy of arrow documentary have you seen that by the way brendan julie have you seen that documentary i have i have not okay it's a great documentary it's 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 a great really what it is it's about arrow but it's really a history of the first call it 50 years of steel coasters because for a long time arrow really was the only company that was making them and even getting into the 90s when b&m came on the scene and of course there were smaller companies out there that were making coasters but you know really it was arrow's game and slow but truly b&m came in and intamin came in in the later 90s and then so forth but it's a fabulous documentary and they do talk about of course how can you do a document about arrow and not talk about x and the and the 40 coasters it is an engineering marvel what alan Shilke designed a quad rail system. And it's kind of funny if you think about it, he went from doing this very involved, very intricate, multiple rails, you know, two rails for the trains and two rails controlling the, the seat rotation to a single rail coaster with RMC. He's been all over the map over the years, great designer. But yeah, it's a it's a very unique coaster. There's only three of, three of them in the world. I've actually been on all three. I've been on X and X2 as it was later re-launched uh, with the new trains and the effects. And then I've been on Ijanaika at Fuji Q Island and most recently down to Conda at uh, China Dinosaurs Park. China Dinosaurs Land. They all ride very similar. One is slightly taller and the next is slightly taller, but same basic layout with a Raven turn and that crazy first drop, but just fabulous coasters. And for years, X and X2 were, were my number one coaster. It's only because X is getting a little rougher over the years and other coasters have come out that are even more incredible that X is not my first. It's, I think it's now number five or six for me on my list. But but anyways, you were angry. So Brendan, you were angry getting on it. And so why were you angry you're angry because your mom kind of made you not really it was just kind of i know this is about getting over fears of coasters but this was an interesting case of fear developing into hatred oh. because i did not expect such an unbearably and unforgivingly rough ride from that thing yeah 
Yeah. What, did you ride the outside seat or the inside seat? I rode inside and it was still just awful. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, especially for someone like you. So, so, so Brendan, are you into science? You like science a lot? Yes. Okay. I had a feeling because of the kind of interest in the engineering side, because I am an engineer. I love science. I've always loved science and it's science is amazing. Technology is amazing. It's all, that's all great. The engineering, I'm guessing you, you find engineering of coasters in general, how they were, you know, like launch coasters and find that all fascinating, right? Yes. So yeah, same here, of course, again, same reason. So, I mean, it's, I wish you could take a time machine. I mean, a lot of us as coaster enthusiasts, we, we wish we could have time machines because you know, volcano. Some people have not gotten to ride volcano. Now it's gone. And, you know, other coasters like that. Or even in this case, you can ride X2. You have. But I wish you could take a time machine and go back to late 2001, early 2002, when X first opened. Ride it. Because that's when I first wrote it. I wrote it in season pass previews. And again, I, it was either very late 2001 or early 2002 when it opened. Back then with the original trains and, and it, you know, it was, it was brand new ride. Didn't have any maintenance issues yet. Smooth track. It was incredible. That, that made it my number one back then by far back in the early 2000s but it was smooth it was super smooth even the newer trains that that magic mountain put together for the relaunch with x2 which are lighter you know everything they've done it's still it's a six flags coaster it's a six flags park and they're not going to have the money or be able to put the resources in that say a you know universal or disney would to the budget to, to really keep it up and keep it smooth. So that first ride, so I mean, we're talking about fear, you know, understand that you're afraid of the ride. You know, you saw how big the lift hill was, but then riding it, actually riding it, you got upset because of how rough it was. Yeah, I have never had a coaster beat me up so harshly to the point where I was in tears. Yeah, so you were in tears over it, really. So were you were you angry? Was the anger? I'm gonna I'm gonna let me get make a guess here. Was the anger because you were so looking forward to this coaster and had been obsessed with it for years that it was a letdown in this way? Partially. <laughs> okay. Okay. So partially was a letdown. What was the rest of it? Just literally the, the pain that it caused you? Yeah. It was almost gotcha. traumatic, really. Like that's why I was crying. It was like I was looking forward to it for so long, only to just be absolutely bashed in the head the entire time. He was definitely uh, traumatized. <laughs> wow. Now, now, how old were you? How long ago was this when you did Rodex 2 for the first time? Um, I wrote it in November of 2014. Oh, okay. So seven years ago. So you were you know, like nine years old, nine, ten years old? Nine years yeah. old. Nine years old. Wow, that's pretty young for that ride. Okay. Have you ridden it since then? Yes. And now I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay now <laughs> now is part of why you love it now is because you know what to expect and kind of the whole thing about how us as coaster enthusiasts we kind of learn how to ride coasters and what to expect yeah that's a very big part of it because i don't think povs do this ride justice even mounted ones it is no shaky and you have to know pretty much exactly how to move your head and legs the entire ride where to yep. sit yes yeah especially your head yeah i agree i agree it's yeah and again it's it's really unfortunate because i i, I so wish that you know i so wish that you could have ridden it in its earlier years but at least you at least you still enjoy it now you've come to enjoy it yeah that, that's that's great were there any parts of the ride once you were on it that first time that were scaring you at that time well i think it was i mean once i got to the drop i didn't 
mind so much. But the lift hill, again, the size of the thing, you don't realize it at first, but then when you're actually on it or seeing it from a different view, you are way up there and you can see the entire park. Even right, right. It's true. What do you think of the first drop? The first time I wrote it, I'm assuming? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For the first second that it happened, I was terrified. Right. <laughs> As it kept going, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then my head was brutally destroyed for the rest of the ride. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I hear you. I asked about that first drop because X and X2, they have been collectively the, the one coaster that has scared me the most over the years. It was not my first upside down coaster or my first coaster by any stretch. And to this day, getting on that ride, I get on it. I'm not to get on it but that first drop it's terrifying i mean it's it's a fight or flight mechanism going on there you're restrained in but the way in which that first drop happens how you flip over and you're facing straight down and you you know you can't see anything you know it's just you're just hitting your head for the ground really fast and it's a pretty tall drop that is the on the one hand in my opinion pretty much the best first drop ever in a coaster and on this at the same time it's very frightening <laughs> very scary so you get off the ride you 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 know you're angry at it your, your head is hurting but by, by the way did you ride earlier in the day or later in the day that first time later later did you ride anything else afterwards or had you had it because what happened to your head i was so done that we just decided to leave the park got it well i'm glad to hear that uh, you know you didn't have your whole day ruined because i've gone to parks i've never had a problem but i've gone to parks with other people magic mountain in fact i uh, went with someone a number of years ago uh, he had never been on green lantern i had I liked it. He had such a horrible experience. That was the first ride. We left. He could not stay after that. So, and Dave, David's probably laughing right now. So, because <laughs> David, yeah, he's hand to his head because he hates Green Lantern. So he's so glad it's gone. But anyway, okay. So you left the park, but obviously, you know, things things settled down for you ultimately. But let's talk about the fear aspect of it. So, so you had all that fear. You even understandably had that fear going down that first drop for that first second or so. After you got off the ride, aside from being angry at it and the pain, talk to me about how in, in, in the way that you faced your fears and got on the ride. How did you feel about that, about conquering your fears? It did feel pretty incredible because, again, it is just such an intimidating and unexpected ride. And I wrote it at such a young age. Like, this thing is a monster. And I wrote it that early. I didn't like it. But I did it. <laughs> did you feel accomplished? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, nine years old, my first coaster, you know, my first extreme coaster, first upside down coaster was Great American Screen Machine, another arrow coaster, much like Viper and Magic Mountain. But this was at Great Adventure in New Jersey where I grew up. And I was 17 when I conquered that one. You were, you know, half my age at, at that time. You know, when you conquered X, I can't even imagine going on X when I was nine years old. I mean, my hat's off to you. That I mean, that is... And again, I know Julie helped. So um, my, my parents, when I was a kid, my dad was kind of, he kind of was into coasters. My mom wasn't. So I, I wouldn't have, a, I didn't have really a coastering family. It was my friends that ultimately got me into it. Okay. All right. Well, interesting to hear about your experience. That's kind of unique. A little bit, for the most part, not surprising. You know, you're nine years old. You've ridden X. You've conquered that fear. Did riding X, did conquering that fear, did that have any kind of impact on your life? Did it affect you in terms of the coasters you rode next or anything like that? After I rode that, nothing scared me. <laughs> and I mean nothing. Okay. I think, yeah, same. I think 
I would say that after riding X, there really has not been a coaster since then that has intimidated me. It, it is fascinating how how impactful that coaster design can be. And go figure, it's the one that put Arrow out of business, you know, with the whole lawsuit with, with Six Flags and everything else. You said that nothing scared has scared you since. Now, would you say that's just coasters or would you say you've been able to face fears in other parts of your life as well better? Maybe other parts of my life. Okay. Okay. Beyond X, beyond that first fear, in general, coasters, theme parks, how, how many coasters have you been on now? 174. 174, so almost 200. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Again, you're only 16. Yeah, approximately how many parks have you been to? That I have not taken count <laughs> not, for. Okay, so <laughs> you've been, have you just been to parks here in the U.S.? Have you gone, you know, Mexico or overseas at all? I have visited parks in... France. Oh, nice. What parks in France? Um, just the Disney parks. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so you've been on the, um, whatchamacallit, the uh, Indiana Jones single loop coaster, right? Temple de Peril. Yeah, yeah that's that's cool that you went to. And have you been to, obviously, Disneyland? You guys live in California, right? Yeah. And have you been to, yeah, have you been to Walt Disney World? Yes, all four parks. Okay. So you guys, you've already been to basically about half the Disney resorts in the world. That's pretty good. Pretty good for 16 again. Awesome. Okay. You've been to a lot of parks. You've obviously been on almost 200 coasters. Have coasters and theme parks in general, have they had any kind of positive impact on your life in any way? I'd say absolutely. How so? They're pretty much an escape, like from school constantly having to like just do work all day and night i put a lot of effort into my work although i'm proud of it it does get very tiring sure that's why it's called work yeah i, I get it i get it yeah i mean it, and i'll warn you it doesn't get any easier <laughs> so but, but but i think the important i mean i'm half joking but the important part is that you have this hobby to reward yourself for that hard work and and be able to take a break and take a load off yeah so uh has there been any, any other ways where it's been impactful you know friends you've made or any kind of like how you feel as a person i really don't think i would be anywhere close to the person i am now without them because i've made hundreds of friends over the years and i mean hundred like from attending ace events just generally meeting up with other friends i know at her at my home park nice. brendan's not just a coaster enthusiast he's been designing and building them in software since he was a very small child and it's actually his life goal to build coasters oh wow so uh what have you been using like planet coaster no limits Two. um both of those nice what about a uh, roller coaster tycoon maybe back in the day right Right. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I've, I've played with some of those things. I have I have Planet Coaster for my PlayStation 5. I haven't had a chance to play it because I've been so busy. But yeah, that, that kind of stuff's fun. I love simulations and building things and kind of imagining things. Very impactful level. At the end of that, you uh, would like to be a roller coaster designer? Yes. Nice, nice. You're in high school, right? So you're what, a, a sophomore, a junior? I actually just graduated from my junior year. So now I'm a senior. <laughs> A senior. Okay. So you're a young senior. Okay. Got it. Have you thought about what colleges you might want to apply to or go to? Cal Poly Pomona is the main one for the degrees they offer. Nice. Are you, what kind of degree are you looking for? Like going for like an aerospace mechanical engineering degree, that sort of thing? Yeah. Civil. Civil. Right. That makes sense. Have you given any thought 
to the reason why I'm asking these questions is one, I'm curious and I think it's awesome you have this dream because if, if I could, if, there's not a lot of things I would change about my life. I'm very happy with my life overall, all the ups and downs, literally and figuratively. But, you know, there's a couple things if I had a chance to do things differently to try something else. Uh, one of them would be to, to actually to work in the parks, especially on the creative side, you know, Imagineering, Universal Creative, you know, designing rides, designing coasters. I understand that you've actually been to the RMC factory. Yes. Tell me about that. What was that like? That was a dream come true. <laughs> awesome. So what, what were the highlights of it? Of course, meeting Fred Grubb, seeing how they fabricate the track, viewing the Raptor prototype, stuff like nice. that. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I, I met Fred, as I mentioned earlier, at IAPA. Very nice guy, very, very friendly, just very outgoing. Just, just a really very positive energy kind of person, which I, I love positive energy people. That's awesome. I was going to say, they just, I felt like they just rolled out the red carpet. They treated us so well and showed us everything there, which really had been his dream since probably about five or six years old. Maybe so it was, hat. it was amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, RMC hat. Nice. Yeah, I would, I've not been there yet, but I would love to go. Now, uh, how many years ago? When did you actually go there? That was not very long ago, actually. It was October 2019. Okay, okay. Did you mention to Fred or anyone there that you were interested in getting into coaster design, theme park design? Oh, yes, yes. What did they tell you? He, he, you know, Fred was pretty impressed with the fact that Brennan goes to an engineering school and knew a lot of the, the stuff that they equipment and machinery, I, I guess I would say that they had there. He just really, I think, treated Brendan really well and was really excited that Brendan loved the company so much and loved their design so much. So let's talk more about coasters for a little bit and have some fun here. You're 178, I think you said, coasters you've been on? 174. 174, excuse me. What has been your craziest moment you've ever had in a coaster? Um, that's debatable. I think <laughs> perhaps my single front row dragster ride at sunset. Oh, wow. Now, was it a normal dragster ride? Like you didn't do a rollback or anything? No, it wasn't a rollback. But it was just a sunset. It just it was just like a very pretty ride or nice lighting. It seemed like just about everything that could have gone right went right in that situation. <laughs> like the write-ups asked the entire station if there were any single riders available for the front row because I think a seat was closed off in the front row. I was the only single rider there, so I took it. I got my one ride. Um, it actually broke down just before I got on too. Oh. In typical fashion. And then right after I got off, it broke down again and closed for the rest of the night. Oh, wow. Well, there's there's that there's that intimate reliability for you there. But uh, well, but at least you were lucky. So <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool though. So was that your first ride ever on Dragster? First and so far only. All right. So Brendan, tell me, what is your favorite coaster? As of now, Steel Vengeance, but I believe that is subject to change when I ride Skyrush for three days straight during CoasterCon. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. You are going to CoasterCon this year with Ace. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I hope you enjoy it. You have to tell me how it is. So right now, Steel Vengeance is your favorite. Okay. All right. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> what is your least favorite coaster? I know X was probably right after you wrote it, but besides that... <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a tough one. I don't really find any coasters I dislike very much. I mean, I would probably name an SLC, but to be honest, I actually have learned to enjoy those. The Ghost Rider is good now. I did <laughs> run it in late 2014, and it was pretty bad. Oh, before <laughs> the retracking. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of hard to say. So you're, you're kind of pretty positive about, about coasters in general. Actually, I think I might have come up with an answer. Oh, what's that? Maybe Valraven. <laughs> Really? So why Valerie? I've just found that it's a very disappointing ride. <laughs> Granted, I didn't even have many expectations going in and I was still let down. You're not the only one. Uh, I, I've been on, gosh, I think six, five or six B&M dive coasters. I'm not a big fan of them in general, because quite frankly, they're a little bit on the boring side for me. They don't usually have very aggressive elements because of the, the trains and it would be challenging to make like a, an, an Intamin style blitz coaster say with with those wide trains but uh that'd be a challenge but uh anyways but you know they're fun so i totally get it well thanks for giving me uh giving us some of your opinions there one last thing i would ask you is what advice can you give those that are listening maybe if you're trying to like slowly transition into riding bigger and bigger coasters don't go zero to 60 and ride x2 at the age of 10 I mean, it has developed into something very positive for me, but I think that is just such a big step that takes a long time to get to. Like, I right. don't think it's another coaster. There might not be another coaster in this world that is at that level or caliber of intensity. But very good advice there, Brendan. You know, don't just jump. I would deliberately choose which coasters to go on just to build up. Not because I was afraid or anything, but because I had this idea like, okay, I'm going to do like the really basic mind train coaster first. And then I'm going to do, you know, the, all the non-inverting ones. And then just gradually build up to the biggest, the most popular rides. Now it's more about get to the park, try to get on the popular rides as soon as possible, you know, because they have the longest lines and then fit in the other ones as, as I, you know, time permits. But, but in any case, but that was good advice you gave. Thank you. And then the last thing we usually ask, I'm not sure. So I guess you guys aren't too big on social media, but we would normally ask people, and if there's certainly anything you want to share here in terms of where people can find you and, and talk to you more, you know, if you had a website, a podcast like we do, a YouTube account, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media, is there anything you want to share in that regard? Um, I do have an Instagram. It is Coasters Incoming. With a K, Coasters. Coasters Incoming. Okay, I'll have to see if I'm following already. So I'm already, already following your mom, so I'll have to check that out. Thank you. In my profile picture, you'll see me enjoying a ride on X2. Ah, so not your first ride. Got it. Got it. <laughs> We're not nine years old in that photo. Got it. Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much, Julie and Brendan, for uh, chatting with us today and sharing some of your experiences. And I'm excited for you, you know, getting into college and, and hopefully getting your dream job of working in the industry and maybe even designing some of our next favorite coasters. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brendan, Julie, and Andrew. That was an incredible story. And Brendan, I hope you can reach out, reach for the stars, and you know, reach for those dreams. And I know that you are going to be the next Alan Shelke. And I think you're going to be a great engineer. And I think you're going to do a really good job and be a de- designing that special coaster that I hope that we will all get to experience in the future. So keep at, keep at it. Keep doing living the dream 
dream. You will get there, my friend. I am. The I am, sky is the limit for yep, you. The sky is definitely the limit. So it was a really incredible story, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time. You know, we've got very incredible episodes coming up starting next week. But Justin, how can they find us available on social media? If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to see more from us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links in the description. Thank you, Justin. So yeah, guys, make sure to follow, the, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to send us a, you know, give us a review on your favorite uh, podcast network when you that you're listening to us on. Uh, we definitely could really use the reviews. Please give us a five-star rating or give us two thumbs up. Uh, we really appreciate that. If you have any questions, you can also email us at CoasterChallengeUS at gmail.com and in the meantime i really want to thank you guys but this is david Cantu, jenna gazelle and we'll see you all next week right here on the coaster challenge podcast